The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Big shots. Wow, that got everybody back up on their feet here. Did, have you ever seen lightning strike twice? Well, now you have a All right, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, I'm a little sore today, Matt. If if you want the truth, I I got uh, I got uh, head head butted from the back in the face, and my, Mike was showing me something on Martin, my rolling partner. And Mike, everything he does is like a fucking he's like a Terminator. The way yeah. he moves, everything is deliberate. And I kind of see you move the same way when I watch your videos. Like your foot doesn't just come over; it kind yeah. of. It, it, it's it, it's almost like a machine is putting it in place the way you slap your foot down it's all very very um it, it just every move it looks like painful so he was showing me something and he wound up kicking my thumb because i was just looking too closely so i'm in a great deal of pain and he yeah. wasn't even showing it on me yeah well listen i used to fight in a cage for a living and, and so does molly mccann so when you talk to us about stubbing a toe in jujitsu i'm not going to tell you right now you better man up no, but I'm telling you, like, I, re- I relate now to the injuries fighters get. I just wanted you to know that I understand. I got my thumb kicked. It's fine. And there's yeah. a little bruise. Hold on, please. Look at that. Looks like I went a few rounds. Oh. A little bruise from a head. Yeah. little bruise. Very, very, very little. But, well, no, but a bruise. A major bruise. But it is a bruise. It is a bruise. Jimmy, what I love about our, our first guest, Molly McCann. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Hold on. I'm, I'm all hurt, Matt. Look at me. I'm getting bruised up. Sure, that's not from Nikki. Is that, is that from your wife? No, that would be on my back. <laughs> your backside. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, Molly McCann had a couple of uh, tough goes in her last yeah, couple on the ground, she yeah. Was shitting on her, on her ground game. She went full tilt into the ground game, into jiu-jitsu. She earned her brown belt. I believe it's her brown belt. Yes, I'm going to have to look at the notes. Yeah. And then she also... Uh, yes, she got her brown belt and she, and she jumped in a jiu-jitsu tournament and, and won the thing. Or was it a single match? I got to find out. But my point is she attacked her weak parts. Yep. We, her weak. Um, her perceived weakness, back. yeah. And now it's no longer weak. I think we should get in here and let's, let's delve into some jiu-jitsu. Oh, is she in the waiting room? Yes. Oh, I didn't know she was in the waiting room. Sorry. Okay, let's bring her in. Let's go. Ah, there she is. Everybody likes Molly. Hi, Molly. Yeah, look Molly, look at Molly all skinny. I'm not a meatball no more, lads. You're not a meatball. You're not now. I'm just more Fidello now. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, we got a lot to ask you now. We, we know yes. you opened up an Italian restaurant, so I got to hear about that. You went down and yeah. wait. But what I'm most impressed with, and I was just talking about this, and I talked about this when you won that match. Um, you know, you had a a couple, a couple of, of um, rough outings in your last couple of fights. People are shitting on your ground game. So what do you do? You go full tilt into the into the jujitsu world, and next thing you know, your weakness is no longer a weakness. You jump into a was it a tournament or was it a single match? 
jiu-jitsu match? Um, I've done a single match on Polaris and yeah. won, and then I've done the ADCC British Open throw and won. So um, the UFC would never kind of let me you know when we're riding high. No, don't get injured. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Just focus on on promotion and and the rest of the stuff. But the UFC were nice. They let me out. They let me compete. And I can't tell you how scary it was, uh, Matt, because the world was watching. The world oh, was watching. Hundred um, And what I chose to do was use jujitsu, not do wrestling, not do MMA. I pulled guard. I got the armbar with the same move that I was finished by. I said I was going to do that, and I did, and I done the same. I actually won by a IOP lot in the in the ADCC British Open. So I'm um, I'm well based, Matt. I think. Look, I've never turned a fight down. The only people I've lost to are black belts, and um, I've been able to hone a little bit more on the craft. And I dislike to wait. It's a lot easier. Yeah. And you it's said the whole world was watching too. What, what were your nerves like going into this? Uh, were you were you knew everybody was watching and that there were some people rooting for you and some people rooting against you? I'd say it was like the OGs, like my real friends, was rooting for me. I feel like the rest of the world was against me. But uh, when I won that Polaris fight, I felt I felt more nervous than fighting at MSG against Aaron Blanchfield and. Um, I think in the post-fight interview, I just kind of said, like, I'm just trying to be the best person I can be every day and show up and show up and be consistent. And it's hard to take the knocks every day, but I'm here and I'm just trying to live my dream. And um, and I'm at the mercy of the fans. I'm at the mercy of the trolls. But I hope that I can gain some respect by putting myself in them positions. And I believe I have because this week, lads, on my personal Instagram page, there's not been one negative comment. I think everyone can see the weight that I've put into my body for the weight cut. You're not going to believe it, but I've got three pounds to cut for 115. Wow. Yeah, look, I'm like in. I'm in. And, and by the way, Molly, those negative comments, it's not even that you're doing anything wrong ever. People just do it because they want to be assholes. Like, no matter what you're doing, uh, you're going to get negative comments no matter how good it is. You know what I mean? It, it's never a reflection yeah. of you. It's usually a reflection of the person who's writing it. We almost put the good thing. Good. Go on, sorry, let's go on. No, no, I don't want to interrupt you. I was going to say, we almost lost John Attic because of the fucking comments. No, I know. Yeah. What, 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 what happens for me is, I think, I stopped looking for the applause. Like, from being a young kid who was never allowed in gyms, never allowed to compete, or had a real rough time growing up, the only time I heard applause was in a gym or in a sport, combat sport situation. So my affirmation to feel good was attached to that. And I've had quite, I've mm. had a lot of PTSD sports therapy this camp. And it basically, we worked it out of, that's it. My attachment went from people um, from abandonment issues to fighting. And if I lost, I lost my identity, I lost, lost my worth. And then when you've got the internet being fucking oh, idiots, it, it amplified that. But what I've worked on is the applause means nothing, the hate means nothing. I always fight for other people, but now I'm fighting for myself. At, at the end of the day, I've, I've always, me and Patrick sell the fights, make people interested. I couldn't give a fuck about that. Now I'm just going out there to do me. Yeah. You know what I think it is also is that you, you step onto this scene, you had that explosive spinning elbow stoppage. You got a great personality. And so it's like, it, it, it's not, I don't, when I say a hype train, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's like, yo, people are getting behind you. They like it. Yeah. So that, that also comes with jealousy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because People are like, well, I have more fights. I'm just as good a fighter. Why are they getting the attention? Why? Because they talk funny. I'm not saying that. I talk funny, Molly. But I'm, <laughs> what, I'm to say, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that you, you know, people get it's jealousy. And next thing you know, they wait. They wait for you to stumble, have a hard time. And that's when they come out to feed. So I think the trolls will always be there. And yeah. I personally, what you did, how you handled those losses is just phenomenal. It's just phenomenal. It's the best thing you could have done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you in a, in a, in a, in a weird way, you know, you, you win, you're, you're already, no matter what they say, you're already winning. Look at you. You're in the, the biggest promotion in the world fighting in front of the world. So 
applause this to you. This is 12th fight, Matt. Uh, do you know how hard it is for people to get them little black gloves just one? This is number fucking 12. And when I, when I win on the weekends, this will be my seventh win in this promotion and under this banner. Like, I think people got jealous because it was like kind of overnight. Oh, here's Molly, here's Paddy. But I've been working in sport for 20 years. Do you know what I mean? So I, I deserve it. And anyone that gets on you for losses doesn't really understand fighting. I mean, fighters lose fights. And it's just part of it. Like nobody is, you're going to have a loss here and there and a couple losses. And how many guys' records do you look back and five years ago they had two losses and they haven't lost since? Like it's, it does, it's, it, fighters lose sometimes. It is what it is. You're fighting mm -hmm. other good fighters. So, and like you said, they're, they're both black belts. Uh, yeah. Stoli Ranko and, and, and Blanchfield are both really, really uh, top tier fighters. So there's nothing to be ashamed of in losing to really good fighters. Now, I'd like I speak to Julia. I speak to, I speak to all my opponents actually, apart from Erin. And um, I was messaging Julia. I was like, "How much weight have you got?" She's like, "Just eight and a half kilo." I was like, "What?" I was like, "Julia, I put one kilo for our fight," and she was just laughing. So honestly, <laughs> the difference the difference was nearly twenty pounds when I was in that um, in that division and. I think it's kind of a testament to myself. It was the same for like you, Matt, and the same for Frankie Edgar. You move around with the bigger people because we're much shorter in stature. And um, and sometimes you're just too outsized and it makes it too hard. But dropping down, like everyone goes, have you got taller? I was like, no, I'm just not fat anymore. Just not a meatball. <laughs> there we go. Hey, when you fought Bel uh, Belbita the first time, uh, was it, uh, what weight was it Was it at? And is this your first time dropping 25. down? It was 25. yeah. Yeah, it was it was her debut, and when I beat her, she dropped to one fifteen, because um, I think she must have felt the difference um, in previous promotions to the UFC and how how lucky we are to have the PI and things. And uh, she has had a good go at the one fifteen division. She's a a solid, formidable opponent. She's hard to put away, but I think we this camp has been more about performance, not actually about making weight. I think. The only difference this camp for me has been the macronutrients. So instead of having a, a much higher fat content, we've dropped it and it's just completely like much higher carbs. I've had so much more energy. I feel so much more efficient. And lads, do you know when I fight and I throw them big shots and then you can see I'm a bit like, this time I'm not overthrowing because the frame is smaller and I'm faster. And it's, I think... I don't have to really say a lot. I just, I thought, say less, do more, and let the performance speak for itself. Now, let me ask you, now that you got skinny and you're not going to be a fatty, it's a weird time to <laughs> buy a, uh, to get an eatery. Like, you got a fucking, a restaurant? What did you get? Yeah, so that Dave Portnoy, um, that Dave Portnoy bar steel meal helped me out well. Ah. So me and my, my, one of my nutritionists, uh, Joel, you can see him on the right there. We have always had a, always had a dream of a uh, open a food shop together. So we've started in a little concept kitchen. So we're in like a food hall, like a big food market. And uh, later on this year, we'll be opening a big restaurant. But Matthew, you know, when we went out for Italian that time, I love the Italian. I like Scousers. People from Liverpool are like the same as um, Italians. Like the culture's the same. You, you ride on each other, so you take the piss out of each other. You eat well. Um, you, it's it's laughter, it's fun. You have loads of courses. And, um, and you'd be surprised that I design the menu. So I'll, I'll, I'll make it with, uh, with Joel, and then we'll tell the chef, right, this is what we want. You go to town on it and see if you can make it better than us. And that was the Il Cativo. So that was a deli meat and the meatball in one for the party on his fight week. Hey, you nope. know, oh, look at, oh, what is that? That looks really is that good. Alavaca, is that olivaca sauce? Um, it is, boss. It is. It's vodka sauce, meatballs, and three different meats in a garlic aioli at the bottom. And where is and this place, Molly? This is in Liverpool. It's in a, a food market called the Baltic Market. Oh. But, I, lad, it's fucking good gear. You know what's it's nice good. about this? When Jimmy visits... Not only could he be a little meatball in that place, he I saw you have comedy night. So maybe yeah. Jimmy, if he plays his cards right. Yeah. I don't I don't so need the pressure of bombing in Molly McCann's establishment. I don't need that pressure. No. 
<laughs> so do you know um do you know Polpet is obviously the male for meatball? Polpette is the female for meatball, so that's why we called it Polpette. But now right. that I'm even sm- smaller, people are calling me Palpatina, which means like little meatball. <laughs> so that's what they Wait, call me now, Palpatina. I'm, I'm confused. You call it different name. Uh, there's a a female and a male meatball in Italian. So Palpet in the Italian language would be Palpet would be a male of meatball. Like if a man was saying it, and if a woman said it, it would be palpetta. Can I, Molly? Is this the, is this the first time, like in adult life, that you've been this slim and down at this weight? Since I was fifteen, boss. <laughs> how how? Because I, I would go. I went up. I'm not a fighter, so when I went up, it was just because I was a fucking mess. And when you lose weight, the best thing you do is you go out and buy new clothes. And when you start buying clothes that you wouldn't have worn before, did you go out and buy yourself a few new things? Well, like Hyperfly and stuff have just sent me loads of stuff because I've got no, I've got AP, Scramble, everyone, uh, Progress, BJJ, everyone has sent me free training gear because I've made a promise to the fight team that I won't get heavier than one, let's say 60 kilo. I won't get heavier than 130. Um, I've been walking around, I'm literally 119 now. And I haven't cooked carbs, lads. I've I've got two hundred grams of carbs to eat today. Um, the school of science has worked, but I've I've booked ADCC for every month for the next three months to keep myself accountable to my weight, the competition, and um, and to keep in the in the correct mind state. I think sometimes when you win, you overindulge. I think when you lose, you you don't eat and you hit the alcohol. Or I do anyway. Um, so I think I'll, um, I just, I feel like I have to be accountable to myself every day to maintain this and to be the athlete that I should have always been. Is food a tough one for you? Because food is a hard, I mean, people, it, it is very addictive more than just staying alive. It's, a, it's comfort. It's, a, is it a struggle for you? Yeah, I'd say so, mate. I think um, I've got ADHD and you have compulsion. And yeah. you need like the endorphin release, and I try and make my food as opposed to spending, drinking or doing drugs. So um, I'm probably just gonna have to go on more walks and be at nature, <laughs> and try not to eat as much. I, Who I knows? Noticed... I could be a fat bitch next week, like Paddy. Who knows? <laughs> I'm saying all this now. I'm saying all this now. No, but once you get on a roll, it feels like there's that weird period of like two weeks or whatever it is for you where like once I'm doing something healthy, it's much easier. I don't crave bad stuff as much, but it's that first couple of weeks where I'm just, I'm in trouble if I give in once. Yeah, I think we've got seven lads fighting in March on Cage Bodies. And then my best friend, Liam McCourt, she's actually in that room next door. She's training. She's fighting on Bellator slash PFL. So I won't actually get... I'll have like four days off after this fight with the travel and then I'll be straight back in. So I can't, I haven't got time to fuck about now, lads. I'm 33 and I believe three big wins this year sets me up very well. So I'm in, I'm in. I'm excited. Yeah. You know what would be glorious? You get your title shot and you win by submission. That would be glorious. Can I just remind you really quick? And I don't want to bring it back to me. I don't want to do that. But I will. I will. I, sure. I came on the scene. I got knocked out with a spitting backness. I remember talking about comments. Seri Jiu Jitsu is great, but he has pillow hands. I remember <laughs> pillow hands. I go, fucking pillow hands. Fast forward. I ended up having heavy hands. I got the title with my hands. Plus, I knocked out Frank Trigg. So listen. Yeah. You. We've just we've just been speaking about you before. So we, uh, my friend Cody Brundage, he's fighting Bo Nickel, and he's like yeah. the big, the biggest underdog in UFC history. My coach Paul Rimmer was like, "I'm pretty sure it was Matt Sarah. and I was like, "Doesn't that give anyone hope and inspiration?" Like, your fucking game, go and get it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm yeah. amped. I'm amped now. Let's yeah. fucking go. Let's right, fucking go, Matt. When is he fighting uh, Bo Nickel? When is that fight? UFC 300. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, being a big underdog, you wonder, like, have you ever been the underdog like that? Like, have you ever been, or have you ever been favored so heavily? And I'm wondering, some fighters it doesn't affect, and some, some I think it might change the mindset a little bit. Yeah, I think I was um, a heavy favorite for the last fight, actually. 
the ones I'm favourite for, I've never won, and then the ones that I'm an underdog for, I always win. Do you are you good at fighting when somebody thinks you can't do it? Like you just you you had two losses, then you came back and won this jujitsu match. Like, do you is there a part of you that thrives with your back against the wall or how you perceived against the wall? You ask Matt when you're from places like where we're from, we we're not expected to do fuck all. We supersede the expectations of it likes a fire in our belly. And um just makes me think like I'll I'll show you. I'll show you. I, my coaches have done it to me this come like um, a bit of reverse psychology but in a positive way and uh, i'm fucking ready lads i'm really calm you know like yeah when i know how much work that I, normally when i come on i'll try and match matt's enthusiasm but i don't like i don't need to today i'm just fucking ready yeah well molly you sound great you look great you look like you're ready to go i mean four pounds is not uh yeah it's, it's incredible the transition three. So. oh three. three sorry good good for you Good for Don't you. Don't be putting pounds on me, lad. Don't be putting pounds on me. <laughs> no, I was thinking 115. Well, are you saying to get down to 116, right? Yeah, I'm not doing 115. When um, I always joke, I said I'll make 115 with a skinhead and weighing and naked on the scales. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't need to, no. Well, we'll see you uh, this this Saturday. Have a great fight, Molly. Always good talking to you. And I'm happy that uh, it, it's going so well for you. You look great, and, and I can't wait to see you fight. All the best Thanks, the guys. Go on, lads. See you after. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Molly. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yeah, she seems like she's in a great headspace. You know, like that's really, uh, she's calm. Like something about having a new body when you lose weight, even though fighters can kind of do it at will, you guys have great self-control, but it does give you a new confidence. It does make you feel a lot better about yourself. Yeah, it's true, Jimmy. Do you like my story? About? about me breaking on the scene. I'm bringing up my story again about me becoming a champion. I, that's a good story. Thanks, Jimmy. Biggest underdog, underdog ever yeah jimmy yes, i sir. just like that you're training that's what i like me too Matt. i love it um but i here's what i have a problem doing what jimmy? is if i'm doing something well on one side like uh get, getting out you know reversals or whatever and then you know into a kimura when I, when I have to switch sides a lot of times my brain takes a little while to do everything the opposite of the way i just did it like left side is harder than the right side or the right side is whichever one I get good at first, the other one becomes a chore to make my mind coordinate. Yeah, but you got to get them in. You know what you don't want is for a guy to attack you and put you a headlock on the left arm and you go, no, no, wait, hold on. Put the other arm around. Right, exactly. Yeah, so we, we train both sides. But Mike always says, "Here's what, if I'm really fucking one up, he'll go, get really comfortable with this one side, get that pattern down, yeah. and then we'll go to that side and begin. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, for instance, today, um, I had six new people in my 7 a.m. class. So, you know, I had one of my, my blue belts, James. He, was, he had a little rib injury. I go, look, take them in there, in the cage, while I put everybody else to train. Because I do like around a half an hour technique, and then another half an hour, I put these guys to train. You know, they were, people want to roll. They want to get sweaty. You know? Yeah. But they also want to learn jiu-jitsu. So sure. I can't let the guys that are brand new or pretty fresh jump right into the mix. So what I do is I put them through flow drills where, for instance, those six guys, after we did the technique, I put everybody else against the wall doing some king of the hills. Some, some What's a king the of the hill? I don't know that. Well, I placed – well, today I, play, I, I have them count. There's a bunch of guys. Sometimes I'll do 
one guy stays in until somebody passes their guard. I'll put down guys and they stay in until somebody passes their guard and then they're out. And then if that guy's down until somebody passes theirs. So it's pretty wild. That's old school. Otherwise, if there's a lot of different, all different color belts, I want to give everybody a chance. I will have them all against the wall. I will count one, two, three. They counted out down the line. So then ones come out. You're working your guard for three minutes. Regardless of what happens, they pass, They you submit them, you're staying in your guard for three minutes, the guy's coming off the wall or going in your guard, and then they get out, and the twos come in, work their guard, you know what I mean? So yeah. everybody gets a chance to have their time in there, and it's a nice way to warm up before we go from the knees or any other position. So while I'm doing that with the, with my main guys, my new guys I have in the, in the cage, I have them doing, for instance, today, I was having them doing elbow escape, which is escape, you know, to guard. They're being they're mounted, so they're getting out of bounds. They're, they're mm-hmm. getting uh, escaping from being mounted into guard, and then they do an up and over a hip heist. Now they're mounted, so now the other person does the same thing back to them. So it's a flow drill. So you get your hips yeah. moving, you're reversing, and that's a little prelude to the live training. You follow me? Right, right, right. They learn to breathe. They learn. You know what I mean? So it's really there's a method to the madness at Sarah BJJ. You don't just throw them in there and be like, all right. Good luck. Tap if it hurts. You don't want that shit. You want Jamie that. is really good too because with Jamie it's Muay Thai and it's it's punching and it's but he's really good at getting me to to like to to get into single legs and double legs from a punch oh. and he he spends a lot of time on closing the distance and grabbing somebody if you need to and what to do if something goes wrong how to take him down uh, if a takedown doesn't work how to get to the back and you know he's really really good at. Hey, if this doesn't work, go to this. If this doesn't work, go to that. Like plan on there might be failure, so you have to have something after that. I'm very helpful. Oh heck yeah, man! So, excuse me. This weekend, besides the fights, the UFC fights, which I'll be oh, at home to watch. Uh yes. I'm in Westbury. I got my my wife at forty years old, and I tell her what kind That's of right. she's having an MMA fight. Uh, she's fight, she's a blue belt. She's fighting a purple belt from uh, yep. Virginia. They're flying the girl in, and. uh you know, the girl's also like a, like a professor, a teacher somewhere too. So it's pretty wild. The girl looks tough. And it's like this. Look, my wife wants to test herself. And I tell yeah. her, honey, I go, you never did any any kind of activities, any sports as a kid. You got your 3-0 and as an amateur kickboxer. And now at 40, you have an MMA fight. I go, go on your Facebook. Tell me how many people from high school are 40 years old guys, girls, anybody. People, ex-athletes. How many people are taking a fucking cage fight at 40? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now, not many. So yeah, none of them, none of them, that, none of them. Yeah. So the fact that she's doing this is just so inspiring. I'm really proud of her. And, it's uh, it, here's what's it. It really is amazing. And when like, everybody wants to win, but the idea that you're actually getting in and doing it, oh yeah, um, and, and you're not gonna go. It's not gonna be something you 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 want to do for the rest of your life as a profession. You're doing it again to get better at it, to be in better shape. I, I think it's incredibly ballsy, and um, yeah, I would be I would be very scared to do it. And, and you know my wife, you know how, like lady she's very very nice lady. Yeah, very nice. Can't and, picture her kicking somebody in the teeth. And I'll tell you, jujitsu is pretty on point too, so it's feeling good. So listen, yeah. she wants to do it, and uh, some people in, in round, uh, you know. 39 40 they, they you know that around that age they want to try different shit. they might want to yeah. fucking you know jump out of a plane they might want to race a car my wife wants to fight in a cage so yeah. family business my kids are doing it they're, they're all training wife's training things are good things are good yeah. over at the, at the sarah bjj i'm getting all new mats i'm talking to fuji right now they're a little slippery uh, they just got them uh at henzo's but they're when new mats were a little slippery when you first get them so i was trying to throw punches and i couldn't push off my foot i was just slipping around like a little turtle i love when you i love when you talk like a, a martial artist well it's we true i was, sli- I was johnny damon yes i oh, was i was slipping i love ball uh well he played baseball legendary guy too sorry legendary player jimmy i don't know who's in the super bowl I that's okay know- I just know that Taylor Swift's dating a guy from from one of the teams, and people make such a big deal about it. And I don't give a sh- I don't give a Travis sh- Kelsey. Yeah, he's a good. He's a really good player. From uh, his brother plays for Philadelphia, and he plays for the Chiefs, who are in the Super Bowl. I heard the football fans get annoyed that it's all about like Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, but they shouldn't. I mean, the, the AFC Championship game was the highest watched in uh, NFL history. The highest watched <laughs> AFC Championship game in history was this past one between the Ravens and the Chiefs. So. Part and of it is because she was there. Because of the Swifties. 
Part of it is part of it. Yeah, that is part of it. It's not all of it. Um, you know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and the team is, is great. Uh, yeah, she is only on the screen for like 20 seconds, but the idea that she's there and she's, it's just, you're up there. She, it's a part of it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's me. I, I'm the problem. It's me. There and time. Everybody agrees. Yeah. Bring in Johnny, please. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh no, you don't, you want me to do more? No, no, no. I was hoping for, could, we only have Johnny for a few minutes. So I'd rather talk to Johnny and then you can close with singing. That's- but that's Taylor Swift. Yeah, I know. I'm a big fan of uh, Mean, oh. and um, there's another oh. one I really like, oh, Shake me? It Off. No, I don't. Want me to sing Shake It Off? All right, no. We have hey, Johnny. Hi, Johnny. Hey guys, how are you doing? Good, buddy. How you doing? You guys talking about Taylor Swift? Oh, well. Yes, yeah. and, the, and the fact that like so many NFL fans are mad, but this championship game with the Chiefs and Ravens was literally the highest-rated uh, AFC championship game in the history of the NFL, and part of that is because people are just tuning in to see if she shows up. It's really crazy. <laughs> I don't find it this – it doesn't matter to me. When you're playing uh, – and, again, you guys play a lot more games than football players do. Is there ever a distraction with, with stuff like that, with who's in the stands, or do, do players never pay attention to it, or does it ever get to you guys? Oh, well, sometimes we pay attention to it, especially when you're playing very well. If uh, you're not too worried about what the media has to say, like when we were thumping people in 2009, you know, uh, Alex and Derek always has their uh, star powered girlfriends out there. So uh, Kate Hudson always brought out um, Goldie Hawn and Kirk um, Michael Douglas. Wait, Douglas. No, Kurt, no, uh, no, no, wait, no, no, you're right. Kurt uh, Russell. Kurt, Kurt Kurt Russell. Russell. <laughs> yes. I was like, you guys threw me for a loop. But yeah, it's really cool to see people. And also in 2009, I mean, Jay-Z was out there all the time. He was promoting his new song, which is, um, I mean, the New York theme song to me now, he and Alicia Keys. So right. yeah, it's, it's cool seeing people out there. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I don't think too many people are asking if, uh, Travis and uh, Taylor are actually happy. Hopefully they're happy, enjoying what they're doing. They're both very talented. And uh, Kelsey had a heck of a game. And uh, yeah, me being a part of the Kansas City Royals for nine years, uh, I'm definitely going for the Chiefs. And um, I'm never going to bet against Mahomes ever again. I did last year and I lost. <laughs> you you it's crazy too. I, I I've been I don't really I watch mostly just UFC now. I really don't watch uh any other sports i've just kind of i can only have the time for one but i was a, a yankee fan my whole life and you were a part was that the 2005 was that the year that uh boston was down three nothing and came that back was 2004 it was 2004. four. Oh, okay uh did you guys was that a world series year or no did you lose the would they lose uh, in the yes. uh, yeah we came back uh one four straight against the yankees and then we won four straight against st louis in the world series um so um yeah and then the yankees i won with them in 2009 and they have not been back to the world series since so it's going on 15 years with that team and that massive payroll they just haven't been able to get it done but it's very hard to win a championship i mean everything looks so easy when it's all said and done but i mean we had so many uh ups and downs roller coaster the entire year and look at the chiefs they uh um weren't looking too good early the offense sputtered and their defense has been a big improvement this year so uh but Brock Purdy I mean how amazing it's this kid he looks so calm all all the time and that kid can actually run um, yeah I think the commentators were saying oh not really gifted with his feet but this kid was flying and he he looked really good. So I'm really excited about this game. And as you mentioned, it's really tough to get involved with a lot of sports and a lot of games. I mean, in basketball, I believe 16 teams make the playoffs. Baseball, um, playoff time is always the best time to start following things. And uh, um, it's really tough for me to watch a lot of baseball during the regular season. Of course. There's nothing else on. And uh, But um, you're absolutely right. It's tough to tune into everything now at ufc 292 in boston that was the first time you ever went to a a live ufc event is that true that is correct and uh what a great time to uh uh, getting out there in front of the uh 
Red Sox fans that don't really despise me as much anymore and uh, <laughs> having them get up and sing Sweet Caroline. So that was uh, really amazing. I've always been a fan. My wife's actually been a bigger fan uh, for a long time, and she's wow. that that's how she knows how to grapple and uh, put me in a headlock and all that stuff. So she uh, she knows all the moves. So I watch out with them around her for sure. Did you like it, the live experience or what? How'd you, like- yeah, yeah, I really love the live experience. I think the energy of the crowd was fantastic. I'm not a big fan of watching the uh, girls fight. I I <laughs> had to take off around the back. I, I'm just not a fan of it. Hey, Johnny, Johnny, yeah, yeah Johnny, some guys. want to hear something crazy about that. Speaking of that, this weekend, my wife, 40 years old, she's having an MMA fight. Crazy. Oh, wow. I'm cornering her. So, yeah, nice. Well, good, good luck to her. I, I Thank mean, you, John. Uh, was, I get it. No, I get it. Yeah. It is it's the hurt business. So, yeah. you know, when when someone in, in in baseball, football, whatever, they get their ass kicked, they don't literally get their ass kicked usually. So, in yeah. our sport, it does. So, I I get the the the, the concern. You know. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's harder. What did you think though? Isn't there something amazing too about when you're standing there waiting for the main event, or when you're watching two people? walk in the energy of watching two people who are going in to like matches to hurt each other like to really fight and there's a lot on the line i mean there really is nothing like watching two people walk into a cage to fight oh it's absolutely amazing and uh both fighters are going into this match thinking they're going to beat the shit out of the other guy and yeah. and it's absolutely amazing that it can turn with you know a quick move, a quick punch. And uh, I mean, I just think these guys are absolute warriors and, and they uh, represent the uh, game. They represent America and the toughness that you have to uh, battle and work your ass off to uh, get to where you want to be. So that's what I really love about watching these fights. And when you, like we just talked to fighting Molly McCann and she's dropped two fights in a row and she's fighting this Saturday. As a, as a player, obviously, you had slumps. I mean, every player has a slump. And then you remember Chuck Knobloch was going through that thing where he just kept throwing the ball into the stadium. He's a great fielder. He's a really good player. Yeah. But it, it gets into his head, and then his fucking arm just lets the ball go at the wrong time. Have you, have you been through anything like that? And how hard is it? And do, how long until you really start to doubt your ability when you're in a slump? And what do you do to get yourself out of it? Well, it's really tough being in a slump, especially when your team's losing. If your team's winning um, and you're putting on some good at-bats, you're all good with it. But um, as you mature as a player, I understood what slumps are. Um, there's a pitcher out there who's trying to uh, make a living as well, and he's trying to uh, to get you out. But when a slump happens, fortunately for me, I had a lot of speed. I can show bunt, try to bring the infield in. Um, but I also know that I had to keep competing. I could be 0 for 4 um, going into the ninth inning and we're down by a run. And that one at back can uh, change the um, complexity of the baseball game. So in baseball, you have to continue to battle. And it's a it's a very tough sport because it's a failure sport. If, if you fail seven out of 10 times, um, you can go to the Hall of Fame. So yeah. it's um, it's a great game. I think a lot of kids are giving up on it because it is a failure sport and a lot of kids don't know how to get up, react and uh, push through it. I mean, there's a lot of times that baseball has brought me down, uh, especially when you lose in the playoffs and your season's over and everything that you work for the entire year, is completely gone. And so every time that happened, I would uh, go back to wherever city I was in pack the car and start head, heading back to Florida because it, it hurts, um, you know, all the dedication that you uh, put into the sport. And uh, when it doesn't go your way, um, it really stinks. And, and I'll, okay, I'm sorry. Jimmy, I was just going to ask about his sports drink because I, yep. I, this is something I really, I think about in, in a weird way. Now, I, your sports drink, you got a sports drink called A-Game, drinkagame.com. There it is. Oh, oh yep. cool. Hey, cool design. Yeah. What I want to know, and I've thought about this with other drinks too, with guys coming out with drinks. How involved are you in the taste of this thing? I mean, did you, I haven't tasted it yet. I mean, do you like, do you send it back and go, hey man, get geeks in the lab coats, gotta be juicier, gotta be tastier, or is it just, you know, eh, that's okay. 
I mean, tell me. I mean, oh, oh, I I would not be okay with a bad tasting drink. I know there's so many products out there that are absolutely horrible. And this is actually uh, my childhood friend is the creator of the drink, and I am um, the founder of A Game Beverages. So I got together with my friend. Uh, we've known each other since the fourth grade. He made a lot of great drinks. And yes, we try them. We make sure it's right. But we also know that my taste buds aren't the same as everybody else's. But um, every one of our drink is really good. And um, a big reason why um, he created the drink back in 2012 in Central Florida, there were a bunch of kids, very dehydrated. A couple died, mostly football players. And, you know, it could have been the coach telling them they had to run it could have been a whole bunch of different uh, reasons but we wanted to make sure that we had something that was very clean no artificial flavors coloring um sea salt our hydration natural honey is our sugar so everything that's ah. in that drink your body needs and i mean you have a rough night as i have many times in my life i mean this is the go-to um, nighttime drink but also the morning drink that gets me ready to rock and roll to bring my a-game every single day well you still look the same as you did it really i was thinking as matt was talking to you, you you literally look like you're 20 years younger so whatever you're putting in this drink it's certainly not hurting you um and electrolytes that's the thing like that whenever you go like for a colonoscopy or whatever they're like drink gatorade for the electrolytes so now you're saying like hey this has that too so you don't have to drink that crap yeah yeah drink a game um 100 uh we feel very strong about um our message um you always have to bring your a game for every single thing you do whether you're an athlete uh, whether we're doing this interview whether you're a parent every single moment in your life you should think about bringing your a game i mean i know there's times um people slip up and they don't bring it and you hear uh, like coco golf at the uh um open last year she said the first couple of games she only had her b game her c game and she brought out her a game for the championship and uh and i mean it it's a universal uh, word we're going to hear a lot about it um at the super bowl and uh obviously at uh ufc and the fights um if you bring your a game uh you should not be disappointed at all because uh you brought your best and that's all you can ask for and if people want to try it, they can go to drink a game, just letter a G A M E dot com. If you want to see a listing of stores that have the drink, you can also order it online. Um, and, and I guess try the different flavors if you want. Um, but congratulations, man. And, and I, I, I enjoyed watching you play for a lot of years. Um, there was times where I hated you when you were just kicking the shit out of my team, but you were a great player. And, and it's, I'm happy to see that, you know, after baseball, now you have this great thing that you're doing and, uh, you know, it's really nice to see. Yeah, thank you very much. And we also added uh, Mas Masvidal to the team. Uh, Bo Jackson's on the team. We have Tyler oh, nice. Adams, who's the captain of the U.S. soccer team. So so we're making a lot of strides, and there's a bunch of good news coming out of the influencers we're going to uh, piggyback on and uh, make sure that this is a drink that everybody talks to and a phrase that everybody brings every single day. Drinkagame.com, the great Johnny Damon. Thanks a lot, Johnny. It was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, I'm happy you enjoyed your first UFC event. Absolutely. And I'll be out in Vegas. So I'm planning on being there as well. Okay, buddy. Good talking to you. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye, Johnny. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed.
yeah, drink a game. That actually did look delicious. Like, we, we, you know, whenever we're helping somebody promote something, we want to speak nicely about it. But I was looking at that drink, and I was like, I wish they would have sent some. Like, I, I would love to be fucking guzzling that right now. I don't want to be. I don't want you to. <laughs> what, Jimmy? What, what are you gonna say? No, it won't listen. Were you gonna I make fun of me? I don't want you to get confused with the message of after a rough night with the A game. Like, if you have a rough night, what he meant, this was, let me just tell you this, because I think when he said if you have a rough night, that could mean different things for different people. So sure. I think he means, like, if you have a rough night, you might be a little dehydrated from drinking. Yes. Your A game. I, I think that's what he means. thought that if you had a rough night, you could pour the A game in your asshole. No, Matt. I mean, let's be very honest. I don't think that would help. And um, I mean, while I'm there, I would probably put the bottle in too. I mean, what am I wasteful? <laughs> bring your bring your A game. Yeah, well, that is my A game. That is, you get the letter right. Jimmy, I'm not a baseball player. I just take swings. No, I understand. I miss. I miss. But, but, but you are a switch hitter. <laughs> no, I'm not, Jimmy. Yes, sir. Well, let's talk, Matt. Before we go, um, we should talk about. The um, uh, the fights this weekend, uh, uh, Nazardine and Mavov uh, against Roman Delize. What a great fight! Uh, Imavov and Delize. Uh, Delize is twelve and two. Imavov twelve and four. Number eleven against number eight. Two really really solid middleweights. Um, and Moicano against Drew Dober is the co-main. We had Drew on. Another great fight. Thirteen against fifteen. Salikov against Randy Brown is the featured bout. I love Randy Brown, so I'm always rooting for him. Uh, Muslim Salikov is a very dangerous guy. And, of course, uh, Rahu against Silva. This is just a great card. And Monica Khan against uh, Deanna Babita is the, f- the, the main fight of the uh, prelims. So that will get you right into the main card. That means um, they like her. That means they want that. It means that they have a lot of faith in her ability to hold an audience. Yes, it means it, that always. That's always a fight that with a person that they have a lot of uh, that they yeah, think is going to get a good fight. She actually looks really good, man. But Molly, that, that weight cut does not. I thought maybe that she doesn't look. She looks solid, man. Yeah, she looks like she belongs at that weight. It doesn't look odd. Yes. Yeah. So, um, Delisa Imovov, what do you think? Do you have a take on that or do you not? Uh, these are, every fight is so hard oh, to pick. I think Roman Delisa is is just, don't get me wrong. I like Nazardine. Yeah. Coming off that loss to Vittori, but. Yes. But, you know, Vittori's Vittori. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm taking, I'm taking Roman in this fight. And I'm going to say, uh, third round TKO. What's up? Yeah, I'm looking at the leads here right now. Oh, um, do a little poopy, you'll get off the pot. Do a little poopy, you'll squeeze it out. I mean, he's beating, he's beating Dawkins, uh, Hermanson, Phil Hawes. He knocked out. I mean, Hermanson, he stopped a punches too. Yeah, I, I don't uh, think you're crazy to say that. I am also, I'm going to take a, uh, you're going third round stoppage. I kind of think that, but because you're taking it, I'm going to take a fourth round stoppage. I say Delize stops him in the fourth round. I want to say second, but that seems a little uh, disrespectful to uh, Imovov's ability. So I'm going to say that. Now, Moicano against Drew Dober. Um, I have to go with Drew on this. His striking wow. is so good. And, and Moicano, again, is so dangerous on the ground, but, but he has been stopped. Uh, I'm going to take Drew Dober in the second round. Uh, I think he stops him in the second. Now, I, see, I can see Drew Dober definitely taking someone's head off. Yep. But... I will. I'm gonna go with just you know. I like to make it spicy. I know you do. You know what I mean, yep. you say one thing. I like to say the other sometimes. Hundred percent. Yes. I'm gonna say. Actually, Drew Dober is pretty scary. Drew Dober. I mean, come on. I mean, who who had a? I mean, he had a really tough fight against. Uh, <laughs> Drew oh Dober's my. second round knockout. Sorry. Yeah, it, it's very I difficult. Like yeah, but it's very hard to pick against Drew Dober because when he looks really good, uh, he looks really good. Obviously, yeah. um, Kachev, you know, it's the only time I've seen Drew have like a really uh, bad fight. And of course, uh, you know, Matty Favola, but uh, Drew Dober has looked really good late, uh, knocking out Bobby Green, uh, uh, McKinney, TK over Terrence McKinney. I'm going to take Dober second round, too. Well, shoot, Jimmy. All right, the language. Thank you to Johnny Damon and then and the very very small Molly McCann looking yeah. great down at one fifteen. 
And uh, we'll talk over the weekend, Matt. I'm, I'm traveling this Saturday, but I will be in L.A. before the fight. So I'll be talking to you from a hotel next week. Wow. Mm. Mm, how sexy. <laughs> what you got going on over there? Is it, is it like hush, 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 hush? Honestly, no, no, a bunch of promotion from my wife and I are doing that. Uh, uh, Nikki and Jim NYC is our YouTube channel. So we're just doing promotion, um, trying to get people to, to check it out and see if they like it. And uh, tonight I'll be at the Fat Black Pussycat at 7 p.m. Jim, oh, I don't like that. Jimmy. What do people want to train on Long Island? What should they do? Hey, uh, yeah, you know, SarahBJJ.com. Matt Sarah BJJ Instagram cameo. Another one just yeah. fucking. I I forget to do them sometimes. Cameo. Yeah. I'm sorry. I I'm gonna get on top of that. And I'll do my cameos. And Jimmy, I will talk to you over the weekend. Wish my wife good luck. Wish Tommy good luck. Yes, good luck to your wife. I I, I hope that uh, the lovely uh, Miss Sarah does well. Uh, okay. I'm sure she. I'm sure regardless, she'll give a good showing regardless of what happens. Shit, yeah, Jimmy. I will talk to you by the weekend. Safe travels, my friend. All right, buddy. See you soon. And when are the fights, by the way? Saturday, what time? I mean, I'm so dumb. I Why didn't I promote that? Hold on. Sorry, everybody. I no, 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 don't be. It's my job, and I fucking forgot. It is, it's our job. That's I know, I, but still. Hold I on. I got your second. back. I'll tell you what time. It is this Saturday. Pre- oh, prelims are 4 o'clock. Main card, 7. I love these afternoon flights. So I might be in the air. I'll have to watch them on Fight Pass. Um, great, great night of fights. 7 p.m. main card. Then you can watch the fight, then go out and do what you're going to do. Jimmy, good times, buddy. See you soon, pal. Safe travels. Bye, everybody. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.